Thanks for tuning in. This is Down the Fandom Hole, a podcast about the creative side of fandom and its amazing queer community. Join our host, fanfic writer and queer bear extraordinaire, Ayaka Spencer, as she and fellow fan creators share their fandom stories, talk creativity, and discuss inclusive spaces. While you listen, visit patreon.com slash down the fandom hole and check out the free companion post for this episode. There you'll find creative content from today's guests, recommendations and shout outs to other fandom creators, as well as links to follow Aya and her guests. So hop to it and check it out. Aloha, my lovely fan beans. Thank you for tuning in. It's Fandom Friday. I'm your host, Ayaka Spencer, and today I'm talking with the absolutely fabulous fanfic writer, Neko, who I had a lot of fun chatting with about how she does self-care, the pitfalls of being a writer who speaks multiple languages, and, well, you'll have to keep listening to find out. So take a moment to settle into your favorite spot, lace up those sneakers, or pull up that current whip. Let's get this show started. This is not a spoiler-free episode, people, so just in case you didn't realize that, this has spoilers. To begin, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. Thank you. So what was the first ship that got you into fandom? All right, so the very first was, I think it was called uh, Sasusaku from Naruto. No? Oh. Sasuke and Sakura. Yeah. Really? Okay. That's what got me into fandom. Um... The very first fandom and my very first um, fanfic was uh, of that ship. But then at some point I lost interest. And ever since then, I wasn't um, interested in writing any other kind of stories until I got into Winona Earp mm-hmm. and Way Hot. Yeah, Winona Earp and Waverly and, sorry, Waverly and Nicole are just so adorable together i love how fierce one minute nicole is and then how absolutely small she acts when it's waverly and looking at her like she's angry she's like baby i am so sorry yeah (laughs) i love how she kind of just deflates and you're like waverly is so small she's the definition (laughs) of she's small but she's fierce she is so fierce but i mean it makes sense when both her sisters are like pretty badass i mean Winona is, takes no, what's it called? Takes no shit. And then, you know, Waverly had to find her place and she became this small, badass, fierce woman. That she did. But she's like so much more than that. Like her character is so complex. Especially now that she found out that she's the, she's the daughter of an angel. <laughs> so. Yeah. What do you like about the way hot Perry? I don't know, just way hot holds a special place because I watched the first season back in 2016 mm-hmm. and it got me addicted. I loved it. Um, and then I kind of like forgot about the show for like a few years because I had other priorities and two years ago when um, my ex and I broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a hard time and I kind of like started, um, doing random stuff, you know, to forget, you know, about, about my problems. Um, like 
playing video games or watching a TV series. And I remembered about one on a herb. And I was happy to discover that there are two more seasons I could watch. Um, and this is how I got back into it. And this time it had been, um, it had made a, a huge impact. Um, especially, especially the fan fiction. Um, I'm sorry. Especially when it comes to fan fiction, because mm-hmm. I, um, I caught up with, uh, with the TV series and, um, uh, back then in 2019, there was this hiatus, 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 I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Right. And in 2019, there was, uh, so basically the, um, in 2019, the, the show, uh, was in limbo. They they didn't know if it's gonna get a fourth season. Oh, okay. Um, and there was this fight for Winona um, campaign, and Erpers helped, um, you know, uh, by calling. I don't know if it's the producer. Like Erpers helped a lot. They like put on billboards. And it was crazy beans. It was amazing. And finally, finally, we, we got the great news that we're going to get another season. So, yeah, it holds a special place into my heart just because of that. And fan fiction was a great way to kill time while mm-hmm. waiting for the fourth season of mm-hmm. One and Herb. And after reading so many amazing stories i decided that i have to give back to the community and i decided to write something myself and then someone saw my very first one shot and somehow found me (laughs) and we talked and we started collaborating on two other stories Mm -hmm. and i got into the fandom it was amazing so, do you want to share who that was? Her online name was Simorel. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. That's not a problem. If anyone is curious about who it is we're talking about, check out the free companion post for this episode at patreon.com slash down the phantom hole. So, would you call Wei Hot your one true pairing, your OTP? Yes, definitely. Oh, isn't it great when you have your one true pairing? I think Supercorp's mine. Bunch you pairing right now. They're just, I like what you can do with them. And they look so Really? Yes. I don't know. I like when I imagine them together, it just makes me, it gives a fuzzy feeling. I like watching the show for the chemistry, you Mm -hmm. know, between the actresses Mm -hmm. or like actors in general. Mm -hmm. Like that would give me an idea of how they are Mm -hmm. as a person and then see how the writer changed or kept mm-hmm. uh, their characters. Well, if yeah. you're able to do that, I go for it. If that's how it helps you, but I don't. I didn't need to watch the show to want to watch the show now. But I'd rather what read the story, ABO, and it's perfect and it's sweet, and it's slightly filthy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. And it seems wow. to be becoming a thing. 
And I'm like, you know, people have been like trying to write these sprawling chapters and suddenly it's kind of becoming cool to write short shots <laughs> that are multi-chapter. I'm like, I do this all the time. It's like, it's cool now. Oh, wow. Really? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I would start um, thinking that I would have, I don't know, at least this uh, amount of uh, words. Mm-hmm. But then again, if I felt like it's a good point to stop the chapter mm-hmm. and it's less than I was uh, mm-hmm. thinking about initially, mm-hmm. I don't mind, you know, all that much. Because the, the the first and the second chapter of my of my story, um, they are about four thousand or five thousand uh, words or so, mm-hmm. and then the third chapter, the first chapter, oh my god, <laughs> the third chapter is like. 9,000 words. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that's a lot. It, yeah. So I could have, uh, I could have split it into two chapters, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to. It didn't feel right. You know, I, I, I know that it's writer prerogative, but honestly, sometimes when people drop, drop 36,000 word one shots, I'm like, I cannot sit here and read 36,000 words. I am a slow-ass reader. So then you got to bookmark it. And it would be great if AO3 would create like a little bookmark tab or something where you could like highlight the word you stopped at. But if not, you got to kind of, you know, devote time to a 36,000-word chapter. I'm like, I don't have that time. At least I don't. I don't think I have. You say you said thirty six hundred thousand words. Oh my god, thousand words! Thirty six thousand words. It's basically a ficlet. I'm sorry, a um novella. Holy sweet baby Jesus! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like I can't do that. I'm surprised and impressed and like think they're thoroughly badass, but I can't do that. You know? Wow. I mean, I get it, like, uh-huh. but at the same time, oh my God, like, uh-huh. I wouldn't be able to, like, all of, all of my respect uh-huh. to people out there that can do it, but I wouldn't be able to do it, like. <laughs> exactly. Um, Although some people can just get through it in, like, a whiz. Um, a friend of mine can read fairly fast. I'm like, are you done already? She's like, yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could I could read one chapter a day. Uh-huh. No, I I would say okay. So I read basically almost every night before I before going to sleep, at mm-hmm. least a chapter. But That's not good... this kind of chapter. Mm-hmm. So I would need I would probably need three hours mm-hmm. to read that chapter. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, longer for me. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. I get it. But I'm, uh, you know, full-on props and full-on awe-badassery to anyone who can sit and sit with a 36,000-word chapter and, you know, not want to publish it. 
I'd be like, I just, I'm itching to publish. <laughs> it's like I get bored of it after a while. I'm like, I need the chapters so I continue on the story. Otherwise, I'm like, okay, I can't keep doing this. I'm sorry. It's terrible. The thing is, I post my chapters as uh, as soon as they're ready mm-hmm. because otherwise I would, you know, get get back to them at some point and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I want to change this, uh, you know, start mm-hmm. overthinking stuff and mm-hmm. changing stuff, rewriting different parts. And, you know, at some point I'm like, you know, just to hell with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to post it like this. I'm not, I'm not going to overthink every word I, I wrote anymore. Uh, I read it myself like countless of times. And then I ask my friends uh, to better read. SJ is one of my uh, better readers. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, there are like a few more. That I um, that I sometimes ask for help, but mm-hmm. you know, everyone has their uh, um, own. Um, how would you say? <sighs> sometimes, no, no, no. Ideas? No. Okay. Everyone, everyone is like busy with real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel bad about asking people, you know, to read my stuff in their free time when they would probably rather, um, relax, you know, maybe watch a movie or like basically go out with their friends, anything really. But, you know, um, they always make time, you know, at some point, like I, I don't have a deadline at all. That's why I never say, okay, so I'm gonna post this chapter in a week or a month or mm-hmm. two months. I never mention when I'm gonna post my, my next chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it's ready, it's ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Having to, like, some people try to put out a week, a chapter a week. You're talking about a lot of work to put into that to get a weekly uh, posting. Most of the people I know that uh that do that mm-hmm. uh they have at least uh four or five chapters before starting posting mm-hmm. and uh some of them don't even have betas they don't have beta readers because they don't need to they just know how to edit their own stuff mm-hmm. apparently without getting sick of it because at some point after reading and writing and then rereading stuff i get sick of my own thing <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, I get that way too. And my chapters are short. So I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I can, I can see 20 different ways I could do this instead. I got to stop, pick one and go for it. That's kind of what you got to do. Basically. So do you have like a writing ritual you do in order to get in the groove or do you like listen to music? What kind of is your writing mojo? How do you get there? Usually I just put on some music and try writing, try to brainstorm some stuff, think about the relationships I have to create or I have created already and try to not have any consistencies. It doesn't always work like that, though. Like sometimes I'm just laying in my bed at night and think of something and immediately I grab my phone 
and start typing um, what I thought about on my notepad uh, app. Sometimes I experience something. I talk with someone or something happened to my friend and I get inspired. I take my inspiration from outside. People are incredible mm-hmm. beings, in my opinion. Uh, they are so inspiring in so many ways. Nature, again. Um, I also write poetry. Usually, um, nature inspires uh, the poet in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but people, man, people are stories. Every single person is a story itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I I wouldn't call that a ritual. Like there isn't really a ritual to get into it. I see something and I get an idea. I just write it down. I listen to a song and it it hits me so hard, it makes me think about something, and I get inspired. You sent me that thick wreck. Mm-hmm. I cried my eyes out. <laughs> was good, right? Oh, God, that story was, is just so difficult. Is it, so it was hard? so fucking amazing. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to cuss? Yes, go for it. <laughs> right, so it was so fucking amazing. It mm-hmm. inspired me to no end. You have no idea. Really? I have changed. Yes, I have changed the first part of my fourth chapter. Okay, that's awesome. With the idea that I got from that fic, it hit me so fucking hard. I was depressed that day. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't believe me. And I put on my, what's it called? Um, sad song playlist. Okay. okay. And I just, like, started, you know, uh-huh. hyping. It was, like, a waterfall of of words. Uh-huh. I just poured it out. Yes. Um, sometimes a fic does that, right? You're like, oh my God, I love the way this is written. And then you want to try to, you want to see if you can translate it in your own words, in your own prose. And then you're like, oh, it's sometimes it works out. Sometimes you're like, it's still crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of proud of it because you I combine be. stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually combine stuff and even though, okay, so I say, um, I said that uh, I got my inspir- inspiration from people and the stuff that I that I have been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I combine all of my experiences uh, and everything I see or read or watch, like make it into something. Mm-hmm. I make it into something new. Okay, so so that means that I'm not actually retelling something that happened. So none of the things that I write happen to me in real life, mm-hmm. but using my experiences in life, I describe that feeling in one way or another mm-hmm. through these characters. I mean, I, that's one of the great things about fanfic writing or even just writing in general is sometimes it's not necessarily something that affects you, but it's something that you're trying to synthesize and understand for yourself. And so you create this story trying to or at least that's what I do is you, you have these emotions, you have these things that you're like, is this something that could feel this way? And you kind of try to look at the situation and then you create this story based off of an emotion that you think translates also to this experience or this picture that you have. And so I think 
it's like journal writing, but with character, uh, different characters, you know, as opposed to just going, I had a really shitty day today. I felt like crap. And this Mr. Hopper was a fucking asshole to me. And, you know, you're kind of translated it into a story between two people. And then you kind of also be able to see two perspectives instead of just the one perspective you have. You're like, maybe Kara will play Mr. Hopper and Lena will play Mr. will play yourself. And you have this interaction, but they're in a relationship. And then you're like, Oh, well, how would this translate differently? And I think writing in general is a pretty awesome thing to do and be able to do that. That it is. Mm-hmm. I just love writing. So I, I used to draw as well, but it's just like a hobby um, that I don't really get to do anymore because I guess I don't really have the patience anymore, but writing, writing is different. I can use words to express mm-hmm. myself. I'm usually good with words. Um, yes, your prose is beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, you know, it's been hard uh, mm-hmm. not being a native speaker of English. This is why I need better readers um, most of the time. Partly because, obviously, I uh, I would make some grammar mistakes uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty sure I made some mistakes even now. Um, I mean, but, even you know, as a native speaker, I make mistakes, so it's not like there's a disadvantage or an advantage that native speakers have. I mean, I've read some things from native speakers, and you're like, "Are you speaking the same language I am?" You're like, "I don't." Think so. <laughs> 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 yeah, I see. So don't that like don't harp on that too much. Coulds and shits and woulds—they're easy to get mixed up too. Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to bit myself, bit myself over it too much. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? Like, um, what it's like to be bilingual and a writer? Being bilingual is hard because you know my brain first of all things in my. Uh, native language and then it translates it into my second language and sometimes this process is a little bit harder when when I am tired you know but that doesn't mean I can't do it I don't mind doing it it's just it takes me uh, more time than usual mm-hmm. so like I was saying yeah I'm it's just something about writing that draws me in more than any any other kind of art. So what got you into transitioning from art to writing? Fan fiction did. I wasn't I wasn't a, fa- a fan of the literature we we study in school. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at least here um, I'm not too fond of the stories we have in our. How do I say it? <laughs> um, like the classics wait. and stuff? Yes, the classics. All right, so I'm not really fond of the classics here mm-hmm. um, in my country. So I, I guess I just wanted to see something else. So mm-hmm. I went online um, and I found this fandom, you know, and these stories written by people the same age or maybe older than I was because I was 14 back then. And I saw people write some incredible stories. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to do that too. 
And to be quite honest with you, I was shit. I, I did not know mm-hmm. how to create a plot, how mm-hmm. to create characters and stick with the characteristics they have. It's hard even today for me to do that. I don't see myself um, a talented person. I think of myself as a hard worker. I wish I had talent. You do have talent. What are you talking about? You're very talented. Your writing style is beautiful. And the way you bring Nicole's um, stutter to light and how you how you utilize it as a means for her to overcome things and then show it as receding when she's around Waverly or when she feels at ease during her skating. Those are powerful tools you're using. And your writing for her is beautiful. And your the story itself is, is great. That's, that's talent right there. You know, you like, I hear it in your, I hear your voice as I'm reading it, which is kind of cool. Not everyone can say that they can hear your voice, but you know, there's a, there's a part of you that's been infused into this story, whether or not it's the part of you you think it is or isn't. You can definitely feel your energy and your vibe and your positivity around it, even though it does have its moments of angst. Thank you for that. Um, I'm happy that you think that I'm talented, (laughs) but okay. I'm not going to say, but it's just, I know that I worked hard to get where I am. Because I wasn't, I wasn't like this from the beginning. I I just didn't have this talent out of nowhere. You know, like I I just started writing and it was good. Mm-hmm. I I read a lot mm-hmm. and I had to research a lot. Mm-hmm. Writing blogs, let's just say writing blogs, um, writers' blogs mm-hmm. on Tumblr were like my thing. <laughs> Used to follow a lot of those. So yeah, I I just I would describe myself as a hard worker, not a talented person, but I really appreciate uh the fact that you think that I'm talented. <laughs> talent is also hard won, I think. And sometimes the talented make it look easy because they're at home busting their ass doing things that make that seem like they're talented. So I think we all have to embrace the fact that we have talent in something and that we can translate it to other things. And that being talented is not necessarily a great thing because you have to still work hard to maintain your talent. You can't just sit on your laurels or you get lost in the crowd as things change. You might not evolve as easily, but people have to work harder for it to maintain a talent. You know, I think that's better. My, my grandpa used to say that, Talent is just 2% and the rest of the 98 is hard work. Mm-hmm. So you may have the talent, but if you don't work hard, it means nothing. So at the end of the day, are you proud of what you've created? That's really the question here. Comparing yourself to someone else isn't fair. Are you better than you were a day ago? Are you better than you were six months ago? You should compare yourself to yourself. If you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to be lacking. Or you're going to get an overinflated eagle. It's very easy to um, forget the humanity side of what you're not seeing. You know, it's, although I think it's also very different from having like some sort of rival where you both challenge each other, but you're aware of this rivalry. 
if you're like, you're my rival and I always want to get better and the other person is like, you're my rival and I want to get better and you, you're pushing each other to get better, that's actually, I think, very healthy. But if you're comparing yourself to find where you're at fault, I think that's a problem. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going out of my way to like be like, okay, I'm shit because I read a really great fic by a really great author, you know. I'm proud of what I'm doing. I That's am good. proud because I know how I was before mm-hmm. and I can see that I am evolving. Maybe I do not make a huge step every day, but at the very least a very small one. I am proud of what I have become in every regard, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my motto is to become the best version of myself. And I'm working towards that goal every day. See, that's the thing, right? It's like, I don't know how far along you got into Naruto, but Guy Sensei, he was always, he and Kakashi had that um, beautiful rivalry, I think he called it. But his entire goal in life was to get better than he was yesterday. He like, he had Kakashi as his outside motivator, but he also had this deep, you know, burning energy of youth or something. I forgot what he said. He, he was my favorite, actually, him and Rockley, because Look, he was guys. just so exu- exuberant and like wanting to always be better than he was. And he was this weird, yeah. out of this realm, flashy character. But, you know, Team Nine was good. Or what were their team names? I forgot which team they were. Uh, but... it, was, it was Team Guy because it's from a different generation than Naruto. Right. Like Guy. Ten ten no um Neji uh-huh. uh ten ten and Rockley yeah are one year older than mm-hmm. the other. Guy is a badass like mm-hmm. Guy almost killed Madara. Mm-hmm. He was after that opening, close. <laughs> opening the last after opening the last gate. Yep. Dude, dude. Uh huh. I saw. I, I remember. I, I, but oh then he stank afterwards, right? It's like, yeah, the way well, he explained it, it's like, you open this like chakra and then you stink the holy hell. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like all the power yeah. leeches off of you and makes you stink. You're like, wow, <laughs> that doesn't kill your opponent. <laughs> oh, <And> man. He- <laughs> that was disappointing, but still, he got the closest. And even Madara recognized his power. Uh huh. That was amazing. That's a great thing. Madara Uchiha to recognize your power. Yeah, I mean the Uchiha clan is pretty badass, but so is the um, but so is Naruto's clan. It's just you don't know what realize it because Minato wanted them not to know who he was, that he was the son of the Hokage, and you know. But Naruto became a freaking badass fighter, and it was just determination. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Man, it has been, oh man, 10 years since I first started watching Naruto. Mm-hmm. And I can't bring myself to start Boruto. It doesn't feel right. I heard it's, it's getting better. Um, but very few first episodes, I kind of thought they're trash. The only <laughs> episode sorry. that I really liked in that whole series is the one where uh, the, uh, who were they? The Kaguras, they come in and they're the spirit gods. And then Naruto has his chakra being taken away by the tree and then he kicks their ass, that kind of thing. And then Baruto comes in and saves the day. 
But I like the where you get to watch how Sasuke and Naruto became such close friends after having such a crazy ass rivalry. And then Sasuke realizing how much um placing himself below Naruto to help Naruto get his dreams and make everything good. Yeah. I know for me it felt kind of like abrupt. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden after he got his ass beaten, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, Oh my god, Naruto is indeed my friend. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> you like had to I get the sense knocked into him. I mean, Sasuke was going down a really dark path when I watched the last time and then and then he ends up with Sakura. And then the pairing I never thought would be possible was um, Sai and, uh, what's her name? Ino. Ino? Yeah. Oh, my God, no. I I shipped them. You did? I did. I didn't realize they were going to get together. I actually, yeah, no. I mean, their kid is cute, but. <laughs> or to, I, I, I shipped hard Tamari and. Um, what is she? Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Shikamaru is yes. favorite. Yes. Oh, oh my God. He was, he's just, he was so smart. Everything bored him. Like, yeah, I can do it. (laughs) No, that's actually, I don't, I don't think about it that way to be honest with you. We have to have this conversation. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. But not right now. Um, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, we can, but just know that this is where we'll have to stop and we'll come back to record more because we got a lot more questions. I have to make a note somewhere not to forget about it. (laughs) Okay, look, (laughs) I have two stories in my mind right now that Uh I want to write. Okay. But I try not to start them because I know I won't be able to concentrate on the story that I have ongoing right now. Mm -hmm. So So are you a one whip at a time person or do you try to do multi whips at a time? Multiple whips. I'm sorry, say that again? So do you like to work on single whips or are you willing to work on multiple whips? So like, do you have multiple stories going at once? I don't have multiple stories going at once and I don't want to have that. No, I I usually just have one story that I concentrate on and that's it. I have lots of ideas. I don't think I will be able to write all of them. I... I still have, like, SJ and I, we talked at some point, and we decided that we will have to collaborate at some point. And uh, so basically I have that as well. I plan on doing that if if she's able, you know, if she has the time. But I know she's with, I know she's uh, got school mm-hmm. and work mm-hmm. um, um, before she gets some free time. I will probably start another story, probably a one-shot. I am not sure yet. Probably a one-shot, like a very long one-shot, maybe uh, 15K words. Yeah. Okay. Or so. Maybe I I could make it a a multi-chapter story. Mm -hmm. Um, Have it like three chapters, but I don't see the point in that. It's just one big chapter and that's it. It's a one shot. And then after that, uh, okay, I have to mention it, it will be a, a college AU. Oh, in nice. alternate mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then after that, I would like to write uh, Wild West alternate universe. That would be a challenge. Like you would, you will see in my recommendations. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, Wild West AU's in there mm-hmm. because I just love them so much. So yeah, that's what I got prepared for now. I was also thinking about something that I haven't seen anywhere, to be quite honest with you, in, in, in fan fiction so far. Or maybe I'm not reading enough, but... I mean, there are a lot um, out there, so maybe. <laughs> okay, so I can definitely say, at least in in the Winona Earp fandom, I haven't seen any stories in which any kind of character is... Um, what would you call that again? Stunt actor. Oh, stunt actor. That'd be cool. That's what I want to do so badly. So okay. fucking badly. Are you like making notes about it or like anything? Do you need a brainstorming buddy? I can, I'm very good about brainstorming. Oh my God. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Just hit me up when you want to chat and you can, we can, I can ask you questions, ask you where you're going with it. I'm down with that. If that's I have, I have, go for it. I have nothing on my mind. I haven't thought mm-hmm. of anything yet except for the part mm-hmm. that I don't want to be cliche. Okay. <laughs> that that's that's and, a good starting point. Okay. But if you want, we can do it. Just hit me up. I'm good with brainstorming. I like asking questions. A little too much sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. Well, I'm thankful for you coming on and saying yes. I mean, it's a big thing to say yes to a podcast, especially when you've never done it. You're not sure. You speak another language. You know, English is not your first language. So if someone says they can't do it, then I understand. But I always offer a pre-chat. And sometimes they say yes after that. Then they're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to take that chance. Definitely. It's it's great that you do that because, mm-hmm. you know, that way you are able to make people comfortable and get to see a little bit of how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And there and really isn't that much of a difference between the pre-chat and the chat chat, right? I'm like, it's fairly the same. It's, it's the same. Except this one has a little bit more of a uh, somewhat of a structure. <laughs> Yeah. Unless we go off on a tangent. <laughs> but like it's great, you know. We are having fun as we are speaking, so Exactly, and that translates, like, so it's worth it. Okay, so what is fandom to you? Fandom um a fandom is for me a group of people that share a similar experience or a similar something and that draws them in and make them want to get out there, you know, and talk and share um, different ideas and opinions. And eventually they, they become a family. Mm-hmm. It's, fandom, it's an incredible community. You can find friends, you can find your soulmate, you can find a lot of great people. Obviously, you can find bad people as well, but usually, you know, you uh, attract good stuff if you want good stuff. You know, it's about 
um, chemistry, you know, the vibe. Fandom is something truly special. It is. Usually fandoms um, have a common ground that draws people together and they go from there. And usually because of that, people are more empathetic, you know, mm-hmm. and they're more willing to listen. And also ever since COVID uh, started, you know, we we don't get to get out that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And so these communities um, have been an escape and it got people together again, but in like another way. Oh yeah, I totally agree. That's the one thing I really love about fandom. And it, it kind of goes back to my whole spiel of fandom as common ground to try to find those um, places where we can connect, even though we have ships that are like cishet and queer and it doesn't matter, you know, and if we allow it, it can be a really safe space for everyone, no matter who they are, which, you know, I think is awesome of the potential that fandom has. What other fandom are you looking at? Are you thinking of writing for besides way hot? Um, no, I, I don't plan on writing on any other, uh, for any other fandom. Mm-hmm. Other than Wicked, I have uh, written along with a very good friend of mine a Supercorp story, mm-hmm. a one shot. Um, but honestly, no, I, I am not as dedicated to any other fandom like I am uh, with Way Hot, with One on a Herb. So do you think if you hadn't found Way Hot, would you still be writing or would you not be writing at all? I would be writing, but I would most probably write, I would most probably write um, original stories or I would write uh, poems. I write a lot of poems. Like at this point I I could like, (laughs) I think I could like release a, um, a small book of poems. Like a zine? Yeah. Are you going to do that? That'd be awesome. I'm not sure. They're kind of like private. So I write poems for me and for my partner. But I mean, those poems, look, (laughs) I'm a hopeless romantic again. Nothing wrong with that. There's a bunch of you out there. Um, You know, sometimes things don't work out. Right. Um, I, I don't want to share like something that I had with that person you know, with other people because it was like our thing. Mm-hmm. So I prefer not to share um, in that way. So you don't really write poems that are not tied to being heartbroken or being in love? Yeah, I, I sometimes write just like, you know, because I got this thought, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so- about, about the moon or like the nature uh, because the nature inspires uh, the poems I write. Would you be open to sharing those? Because I'd be down to write in a poetry poem about poem book about nature. I love nature. I actually love poetry. Um, poetry is my jam. Yeah, sure. When I have enough of them, because you know, I it's like the poems I have right now. They're like only thirty percent mm. 
about nature. Um, with yeah. only nature. How many does that translate to? Maybe about 15, 20. If all you're something. doing is a zine, that's more than enough for a zine. It doesn't have to be long. Zines can be short. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I just like wanted to have at least 30, you know. Okay, but maybe posting these 15 will get you going and then you'll post another 15 and then you'll have another 15 posted and then you'll have your 30. True, true that. And then you I'll could go out to another 15 and then another 15 and then you've got 60. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> what am I doing? You're trying to convince me to post those 15 that I have. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to convince you to take a risk. I mean, sure, there's only 15 poems, but you're writing stories that are only three chapters long right now. But you've posted them. The point is, if if you think they're good enough to post, share them. It doesn't matter the number. If there's consumers out there; they're going to read it, and sometimes they'll appreciate a tiny book of poetry. True, I'll think about. It. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your simple intricacy. What inspired that fic? There are so many things that inspired uh, that story. Mainly, it was just my love for writing, but mostly it's it's the experiences that I have been through in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like a few people that have had a huge impact in my life and one of those people uh, is a stutterer and mm-hmm. I thought hey we we don't have that a lot in uh in the stories that we're reading online especially in in fan fiction and I thought this is a good opportunity for me to kind of like showcase these people because these people are there and even though we we may not encounter a lot of them, uh, they still do exist and they have struggles and we should be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's the, same, it's the same thing when it comes to uh, gender non-conforming people. Um, one of the characters, Nicole, she's the one that I chose to have these characteristics. Uh, she's a stutterer and she's a gender non-conforming character as well. Um, and then we have Waverly. Waverly is quite a confident person until she meets Nicole. Even though she's still discovering herself, she's still struggling a little bit, especially since she's having some family issues. I'm not going to spoil uh, too much so yeah. that people would actually go and check it out. So, yeah, that's that's about it. I really enjoyed the story. You have it from a high school slant and you get to kind of, I like how you make it where they are kind of finding each other, but also kind of doing it together. What was it about high school that made you decide to write it from a high school perspective? Um, I chose high school because for me, high school was the time. For me, high school was the time in which I finally discover myself truly. I have also realized my sexuality. And I think, I just think that in high school, teenagers truly 
uh, encounter the people and experience those impactful uh, things in their lives. And uh, mainly these are the reasons why they grow into what they're going to be in the future, in the adults that they're going to become. So, yeah. So they kind of have to deal with big life changes. They're going from basically childhood to more of an adulthood. You were, I think the last chapter you had posted, they were already starting to talk about their futures. Yes. Uh, the future is a very um, intricate subject. Um, I have struggled myself when it came to finally deciding what I'm going to do in the future. Um, high school is the time in which people choose a path for their own and sometimes they they won't uh, be able to to take back that decision and they have to think carefully about it i wish i wish there were some things i knew uh before i had to choose uh let's say what college am i gonna go to i wish uh somebody would have told me those little tweaks and secrets about life that I might have, I might, uh, it might, that might have been useful at a time. From my point of view, this story is also kind of like a way to um, show people that even though it might be hard at the first glance, it's not as long as you have the people and the support that you need in order to grow and proceed into that big adventure that is life and the future. Yeah, and it's definitely um, not something that only high schoolers go through, but I but I think it's something that people of all different ages go through too because you always have these bigger life choices. Do I buy a house? Do I move from one career to the next? What's going to happen when we have kids? And while your story is centered around high school, it's also very resonant for, I think, people who can look at the situation and see something that might have happened to them, even though they're older. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. So I I believe there is a set of questions that uh, every time I have to make a decision, I'm asking myself those questions. This is just a personal thing. If anyone wants to try it, then they're welcome to this is what is helping me make decisions. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're in high school or you're already uh, working, you already have a job or you have to move, uh, move out. It can apply to almost any situation. So the first question I'm asking myself is what do I want? I want to move out. Mm -hmm. I want to be an astronaut, you know, I want to just follow some courses online. So like everybody has to think carefully about it. The, the second question is what can I do? All right. So everybody wants to be a doctor at some point or an astronaut or a lawyer, but not everyone is made that way. It's just everybody has their own set of skills mm -hmm. and qualities that mm -hmm. just might not fit that job. Let's say this is just an example. So 
the question is put to make you realize what you're capable of. But you really have to be honest with yourself. You really have to know yourself in order to be able to answer this question. Mm-hmm. So what can I do? Right. So I'm I'm good at writing. I'm good at drawing. And I like playing. I like I I play video games very well. Right. Mm-hmm. So out of all of these three, you can be you can be a writer. You can be an uh, architect. Or you can be, a let's say, quality assurance specialist. Right. Mm-hmm. For a video games company. And then the last question is, what do I like to do? Mm-hmm. What would I like to do? What is something that I know I won't ever be bored of, that I would never get sick of? Out of all of those three options, you choose one. You like drawing a lot. You can be an architect. You you like writing. You can mm-hmm. be a writer. You mm-hmm. like playing video games. You're going, you know, for anything related in that regard, because there are like a lot of mm-hmm. different jobs uh, in a video game company. But yeah, I truly hope this would help people. I truly wish I would have known these um, these things before. It would have really helped me. I wasted two years of my life going attending classes for for a major I did not really enjoy, and I started all over again. And this year I finished, I finally finished college and I'm so proud of myself. I, I don't know if I told you this, if we talked about it, I, I had my bachelor thesis done and I took the exam and I passed it with the best score. Mm-hmm. No, you so, did not, but I'm all ears. Congratulations, by that. the way. That's awesome. You're like the top. That's awesome. Just awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard. Even now, I'm still struggling to get back into the re- routine I used to have before going to college. Mm-hmm. I was also working while going to college. so, And now I have all of this free time and I don't know what to do with it. You can join a server and read out loud. <laughs> well, I do that already. <laughs> I do that from time to time because I'm also active in other servers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also writing when the inspiration is hitting me. I'm playing video games. I'm hanging out with my friends. So right now I'm kind of like trying to balance work, uh, social life. So let's talk a little bit about self-care with the whole pandemic going on and, you know, taking care of yourself, especially right now. What is your kind of ritual or routine or how do you self-care? I guess I'm taking uh, the time with myself. Whenever I have a few free hours, I just like lay in bed, meditate. I mean, I can't really call it meditation, but like I just lay in bed, um, try to think about uh, the things I managed to get done that day try to encourage myself even though I didn't I may have maybe I haven't done much that day but I still did something and even more so if it was a hard day it somehow shows that I pulled through that I pulled through that harness that hardship I'm sorry (laughs) that sounds so (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah the harness Um, 
cards, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it's late there. This is like it, this is like the things that uh, bilinguals uh, struggle with, because they're like. Several several words that are kind of like sounding the same, but they mean completely different things. Mm-hmm. And this is just one example. <laughs> That's okay. Even native English speakers are they say this wrong thing, and I'm like, I don't think you meant that. But okay, I don't know what you're saying, but I'll go along with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm try- I'm I'm gonna try to be more concise. Okay, that's um, not a problem. Go for it. Although I do think that's meditation, you know, getting quiet and just kind of rehashing your day is introspective. And that's kind of what meditation can be. I mean, there are like some people that think that meditation is is uh, the state in which you are not thinking about anything. It's just blank. But mm. I believe it's hard to reach that point of meditation, if it's even possible, as some people say. It is, but in my case, for me, my head, it's always full of thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a moment of silence. Um, no, yeah. And I think we have to be willing to expand what meditation actually is, as long as it's kind of maybe call it more introspective, if that's much more helpful to people, because... It is good to kind of stop and think about your day and reevaluate what you may or may not have enjoyed about it or like um, may or may not have enjoyed about it or didn't like about it. Yeah. So basically, I just um, take the time mm-hmm. uh, every day to uh, sit down or lay down and um, meditate a little bit even though meditation is more than that. Um, every Friday I'm treating myself with, I don't know, a burger or a pizza or like I'm, I'm, just, I'm just ordering something um, and I'm treating myself. Um, ever since I finished college, I have more time to play video games and chill um, hang out with my friends, um, trying to stay in touch, even though the pandemic is quite a huge obstacle mm-hmm. right now. So big. Um, yeah. Um, what else? I guess yeah. taking my, taking care of myself, it's just the small things that you do every day, making your bed, folding your clothes, ironing your shirts, just taking the time to like stop and think about all the good things that you've done, what you can improve, but don't beat yourself too much about it. Try to do one act of kindness mm-hmm. um, if possible. Just try to be better than you were yesterday. But yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, I mean, those are good things to be doing. That's you have like small rituals almost where you 
find pleasure in just taking care of yourself and taking care of things. I think maybe if that's what I was, that's what I was getting from what you were saying. Yeah. Small things every day that would help me be more comfortable uh, in the space that I'm living. Small things that give me satisfaction. And since I'm a food lover, I'm ordering food, trying new things, mm-hmm. playing video games because I stopped playing at some point. Is having to work during the weekdays and having to attend classes in the weekends. And then after classes, having to study or do a project, it, it didn't leave me much time to enjoy the small things, to do the hobbies I used to do. So that means a lot, actually taking the time to do all of these things. Uh, hang out with your friends, keep the relationships you have uh, and make them stronger. Make new friendships, uh, make new people get to know them, see other perspectives. Um, yeah. So what do you think about, because this podcast is also talking about, this podcast I also want to try to talk about creating or being part of inclusive spaces. Well, what does that look like to you? What does an inclusive space look like? An inclusive space uh, for me would be, I guess, the same thing as a community because um, as a community, you share one common thing that everybody loves. And um, because of that, people are willing to listen to your opinions, to to make new acquaintances or friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually most of those people are very empathetic. And when somebody possesses this quality of being empathetic, that means they are very understanding. They're very understanding of each other and without even probably realizing they are creating this inclusive space that we're talking about because being an understanding person means that people can, can come to you and talk to you about something that otherwise they wouldn't talk about unless, you know, you're very empathetic and it's it's just like in real life. If somebody feels like you are trustworthy or that you are understanding what they have been uh, going through, they're going to come to you and they're going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get that feeling from you, they won't. No, that's true. And it takes a lot of courage, I think, in my mind to be empathetic because it means you yourself have to be to a certain degree vulnerable to being to placing yourself through their pain. Because you have to be able to understand it. And some people don't want to be part of other people's pain because they're still dealing with their own. So anybody who's got empathy, I think, is pretty amazing and strong. Definitely. And we have to make sure that uh, the people we're talking to and they let themselves be vulnerable around us, we are truly thankful and appreciative of of them mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a good place when you can have someone like that and who can make everything cohesive too and uh, kind of invigorate people through their empathy yes so i wanted to talk really quickly about where we met which is kind of funny because we met through sj who is also your beta 
or who does beta for you. And it's this server called Audio Frickbooks, who I did just recently have on the show. It's a great server to be a part of. Um, both Neko and I do read stories on there. And check it out. You can find the links in both this, the companion post for this episode, as well as the Audio Frickbooks episode, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you also mod for them, I think. Yeah, I do. I am moderating their um, Discord server. So what was that like when you first found Audio Frickbooks? Well, the thing is, I did not find out of QuickBooks. Um, I was there when it all started, I guess. Uh-huh. We were this huge, I mean, not huge. We were this couple of people hanging out, trying to kill time, I guess, while we were waiting for the fourth season of When on Earth. Mm-hmm. And we we decided, hey, until until we we're going to get um, a permanent answer. We could like uh, read fan fiction, right? Because a lot of people while waiting for, for the final answer, they very read fan fiction or they wrote their own stories for the others to enjoy. And we decided to just read those stories out loud for everybody else that wanted to join. It was kind of like a breath of fresh air. We were all waiting to get um, the final answer of whether we would have the fourth season of One on Our or not. Mm-hmm. And we found uh, this way of just enjoying ourselves through the stories of other uh, creators of, of fan fiction. It was nice because we would hang out, we would listen to music, we would write together, then we would read to each other stuff, read other other people's creations. Obviously, later on when the Audio Freak Books team decided to record those stories, they have gotten in contact with, with the owners of the stories and they got permission to record uh, their creations I had the huge pleasure to be there and see it grow and see it flourish. And it's amazing. It is. And it's a nice space to come into and be a part of. Like there's a, there's a much more connectivity almost to it than other servers I've been on because people like will randomly get together to watch shows or randomly get together to talk. Like it's not all just done through messaging which is also very nice because I'm more, I'm much better at speaking sometimes than I am writing because there's just so many thoughts going on in my head that to have to organize them into a message is very difficult. So it's nice when you can kind of just go, Hey, does anyone want to chat for a minute or something? Yeah, basically we plan on doing a lot of amazing things with the server. Mm -hmm. We're having uh, lots of ideas. We're debating different possibilities with how we want to approach those ideas. Uh, so, yeah, there's more coming soon. <laughs> I guess I, I can tease. <laughs> nice. So a quick question, because I think I forgot this. 
How did you deal with posting that very first fic? What was it like for you? Was it, were you afraid of rejection? Were you like, I can do this, and then you did it? Like, what were those feelings before you post that very first time, either to AO3 or wherever? Um, can I be honest? Sure. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, that's great. If that's, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Were you just so sure of yourself or you were just like you were comfortable with the possibility of people not liking it? I was comfortable with the possibility of people not liking it because I'm well aware that what I'm writing is not for everyone. It's not to everyone's liking. It's not a general concept that everyone would like to read, I guess. Mm-hmm. I knew who are the people I'm writing for. And that's what motivated me to write and post it regardless of the maybe negative feedback, I would say, uh, but not in, not in a way of how you would say uh, constructive feedback is as in, Hey, you did this wrong, but I think you can improve this, this or that. No, it wasn't. I'm not talking about constructive feedback. I'm, Basically talking about people hating for no reason at all without even reading sometimes because mm-hmm. I got one of those. I got mm-hmm. one of those. And I'm actually surprised it was just one. Um, and they were like, um, oh, my God, I don't know why you're writing this, thinking these are the characters from from the show. It's disgusting. And I was like, hey, this is fan fiction. Mm-hmm. This is how I, this is how I want things to go. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware they are not the characters mm-hmm. from the actual show. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to be. I can make them be whatever I want to be. And I'm writing this for people mm-hmm. that are enjoying these kind of stories. My stories, almost all of them are girl penis Mm-hmm. GP. So if you read the tag and mm-hmm. you're not into that, nobody is making you read it mm-hmm. if you don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I have not ever hidden the fact that my story is GP. So you proceed at your own risk. That's true. You know, you're going to read something, and I mean, not all. GPs or even ABOs have that same problem too, because I got some hate for my ABO stories. And, you know, I was like, you know, the reason why I write it is because I like the gender fluidity it allows. And there's a lot of people who are finding, figuring themselves out who also like ABOs. So, you know, while this person who's giving you this hate over it might not like it, there's a lot of people who are being validated by it. Exactly. Like, I think generally this is. This is what we all do. I I love ABO. Mm -hmm. This is how I found out about GP stories. And this is kind of like what made me write GP stories myself. But, you know, again, it's not your cup of tea. Nobody's making you read it. So that's it. Yep. That's pretty much it. I think this is probably a good place to end this. Any last words? Live your life so that you don't have any regrets at the end of it. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I know it's scary and some people might not appreciate it, but try to do it 
and the right people will stay by your side. Um, stay true to yourself. Uh, never let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do. And lastly, love conquers everything. So let yourself feel. Those are some excellent last words. Thank you. All right. So let the listeners know where they can find you at. They can find me on Twitter as uh, Neko Sayuri, uh, Neko Sayuri-chan on Tumblr, Neko on AU3, and on Discord as well uh, with the tag Neko uh, hashtag 2324. And don't forget to follow the link in the description to the free companion post for this episode. It's got social media links, art for the artists, top fix from the writers, and recs you may want to check out. Just a bunch of cool stuff. A huge thank you to everyone who supports this podcast, tunes in, and who follows me on social media. I cannot express how deeply grateful I am that you do. And last, don't forget to show some love to your favorite fandom creators. Always try to find that common ground. And no matter what anyone tells you, you are a creative and beautiful person. Peace out, Rainbow Shouts. All right. Bye. Bye.